Recorded live. Okay. We're on. Cool, cool. So um, I just wanted to ask you, in order to make best use of our use of our business-related sessions, um, my understanding is that, you know, you, you, you asked me to explore a couple questions about, you know, what my, what my unique value proposition is. Um, and I'm in the midst of kind of noodling through all of that. Does it make sense for our next business-related session to be after I've conducted a few focus groups, extracted some data, and, you know, answered some of those questions so that I have something to bring to the table? Um, I'm just trying to understand how to best sequence that. Well, uh, yeah, well, you keep mentioning focus groups. Uh, I think, uh, uh, well, actually, I have to be a little careful because this is what we're doing is discussing a business thing in a in a personal session. So we're ah, uh, got it, got it. Yeah. Okay, and and so so then maybe maybe. But let me just um, answer that one question. Okay. Um, uh, you keep mentioning focus groups. I you know I I think it's important to talk to some individuals and to see what right. their experience is. How do they talk about their situation? Right. Yes. Um, but the thing that you want to do is figure out what is your unique way of addressing this, right? Because, right. you know, other, other people are in the same field, but what is your special approach, your special thing? Like for me, for finding love, my special thing is I've identified three key blocks and I do the, and I do the deepest healing work, right? So it's a, right. it's a deeper level approach than the usual approach. Okay. You know, which is more of a surface counseling, law of attraction. Okay, right. right. So that's my unique angle, you know, unique okay. selling proposition, whatever you want to call it. Right. Right. So my big idea is that in order to really be able to find your soulmate, you have to do healing at the deepest level to break out of these patterns, right? So you have to figure out what is your special... Right. Your special brilliance, right? What's your special angle, your special approach, your special idea. I was in this one program, they called it the big idea. What is your big idea? Right. So anyway, you just have to figure that out um, because that's who you are, what, you, what you're bringing to the table, what you're going to offer. And you can talk to some individuals, uh, but you see, you know, if I talk to an individual, I'd have to convince them that my idea is the right way to go. Right? So it's not necessarily that people would be asking for how I do it. In fact, I'm in a minority. Most dating coaches and, you know, most people seek out help with their dating at a more surface level. They don't even realize they need to go to a deeper level. So I couldn't do a focus group and ask them right. because I wouldn't get, they wouldn't know what I offer and they wouldn't necessarily even agree with it. Right. right? They, have, they have to be sold on the idea. Okay. Now, I'm convinced that it's necessary. Right. right. And I have experience to prove it. But So you can't do, use a focus group to, de- to determine that what you, how you're going to approach things is, is the best way. That's for you to convince people of. Right. What you can do with focus groups and talking one-on-one is, is really just help understand what keeps them up at night, right? What, is, what scares them the most about their situation? What worries them the most? What frustrates them the most? You know, that kind of thing. And what words do they use to describe it? Yes. 
Okay, um, I get all of that. I, I guess maybe then then I, I still have some. I guess I guess um, I'm still, and and maybe this is this is uh, something that we need to talk about. A question that I I, I post to you by email. I don't know if I need to schedule time to, for a paid session with you, but I'm just not quite sure what place I need to be in order for us to meet again around this topic, like where I need to be, like what questions I need to have answered. And and, and so that's well, just what that's I'm what we're thinking about. about. Okay. Okay. So, so where so you want to clear? Oh, okay. So you want to know? You want to do two? Uh, answer three questions. Yeah. And if you're having a hard time answering the own, then we can make a session to really get into it together. But the three okay. questions are: Who is my exact audience? Okay. Right. Not Got just it. people considering transitioning. Got Lots it. Lots of people are, but you want to pick a niche within the niche. Okay. Because then you can call out to them very specifically. Okay. Right? And then. You know, what is my unique big idea, my unique angle, my okay. unique offering? Okay, okay, right. And, um, well, those are the two biggies you have to do. And then the third thing, which is a bigger, even bigger question is, and what exactly am I going to offer them? Sure. Right, which will either be in the form of a live group program mm -hmm. or a product mm -hmm. or more likely a live group program that you'll record and turn into a product. That's the easiest way to make a product. You got it. Okay. All right. This helps a lot. Thank you so much for taking the time to explain that to me. I was wondering. Yeah. Um, about and once that. you have those three questions answered, then we can we can rock and roll. Awesome. But they're awesome. not easy. Those are hard questions. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what I'm saying. And I've been. But if you find you're having yeah, yeah if, you, if you find you're having a hard mm -hmm. time answering them on your own, like I say, we can do it together. Yeah, I I I, I may recommend I may. I take you up on that for our next session. Um, let me see how far I get. Um, but in any case, okay, sounds good. I know I, I have a roadmap now. Okay, good. So, cool. Well, today, today I thought we could bring the focus back to relationships. Um, okay. And uh, not quite sure where to take it from here, but um, – I do know that that um, there's there, there I'm experiencing some shifts um, and feeling like like more ready to meet someone. Mm -hmm. um, I let me let me I, ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy Raj. Yes. That you were feeling a gut level attraction to. Yes. Why don't you just check in with yourself? I'm gonna see where you're at in the in, you know, <laughs> breaking free of the negative attraction thing, right? Yeah. Why don't you just just you know just Again, don't use your mind because your mind sure. will say a zero. But just your gut level attraction to him, what is it now? Probably say like a four. Okay, so we're not done there. Mm. Not done there. Okay. Um, you haven't fully broken out of you know the first block, which is being attracted to the wrong people. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. There are a lot of other things we cleared. I'm seeing all sorts of ones and zeros and twos. Mm -hmm. All these other things we're doing. Uh, so what? Let's see, Raj. Okay, the biggest pattern you have is emotionally unavailable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. 
And that was your dad. Um, and we've done his emotional availability twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so if I can, this may help. Um, it's it's not as intense as it used to be, but um, there's something about the morning hours where I my mind just goes amok, and um, I find myself like going through this dialogue in my head with Raj, where um, I'm I'm actually in, in the times when I felt like like he was saying shit to me, and I and I felt paralyzed, like I couldn't address it. I find myself going back to those moments and saying what I feel. Like like feeling really angry, feeling like 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 all the things that I wish I had said in that moment when it happened, I'm saying in my head now. Okay, and, that's good. Yes. And I I also find myself um feeling um like doing over this abandonment a little bit. Like he, after, after we got into this fight, he completely disconnected from me. He disconnected from our mutual friends. Like he just fell off the earth. And even um, one of our mutual friends raised this the other day, which was interesting, just saying, I feel so abandoned by him. Where did he go? I don't know where he went. Mm-hmm. And so there's this feeling of like, like, holy shit, you know, somebody can actually drop you from their life just like that. Um, and, and so there's, there's, a, there's some feeling, some, some remnants of feeling involved there. Um, the abandonment? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so let's do that. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so I'd like you to go ahead. So, uh, when were you with him again? Um, it was uh, it, it, things ended in September 2017. Okay, so he's the most recent guy. Yes. All right. So you were. You know. Oh, you're 46. You're 45 then. That is correct. Okay. And how did <clears throat> so say more again about the abandonment? How did it happen? Um. So we just got into this fight, and he got really, really mad at me, and um, completely disconnected from me. So he defriended me on Facebook. He defriended all of our mutual friends. Um. He stopped hanging out in our group, um, anything that was sort of extracurricular that we were, we had some mutual interest in, he completely just disconnected. So no one's seen from, no one's seen him, no one's heard from him. Hmm. Okay. And so, um, yeah, it was just a complete, and, I didn't had not reached out to him or anything like that either. I knew it was best for me to just let go. But um, 
yeah, it, it, it just, it left this um, fearful feeling in me that this could happen again, you know, that somebody that you have invested in a little bit, who you get into some kind of an argument with, just kind of just cuts you off like that mm, and okay. cuts every everything that, you know, just, I mean, even, even our friends, he, he doesn't talk to them. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Are some of these friends, friends that he had before you met him? Um, and they became mutual? Yes. Oh, so it's interesting. So even friends that he knew before he ever met you, just the fact that they were friends with you, he cut them off too. That is correct. Wow. That is, that is extreme behavior. Yes. Okay. So I'd like you to... Um, <clears throat> See this situation that you're describing. Yep. That was pretty recent. Um, and I, I just want to throw in a couple more things, and I, I don't know if they make a difference or not because this, I want to acknowledge how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But he does. He's diagnosed with ADHD. He mm-hmm. um, does do drugs, recreational drugs, mm-hmm. uh, and um, yeah, it has. Um, grew up with a father who's an alcoholic and hasn't quite dealt with all of that. Um, mm-hmm. Well, regardless of his background, yeah. that is that is such extreme behavior. Yep. I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not extreme if sometimes somebody, I mean, I mean, this is nothing I would ever do, but sometimes somebody gets upset, you know, they're, you know, they're in a relationship with somebody and they just, they get so upset that they cut things off with that person. It's like, okay, I don't want to talk to you anymore, you know, leave me alone. But to go around and not even talk to anybody that we knew in common, that suggests some kind of deep, extreme reaction in him. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's abnormal behavior. That's not, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. I mean, cutting somebody off, like, you know, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <clears throat> Sadly, that's not abnormal behavior. You know, it's not necessarily very healthy behavior, but it's not abnormal. You know, there are certainly people who would do that. Um, but what he did is goes beyond that to abnormal, which suggests, like I say, that it it, it hit some really deep wound in him. <clears throat> yeah. To the point that, you know, he took such extreme action. Mm-hmm. He literally gave up friends that he knew before he even met you just because there's a connection to you through them. You know, if anything, he could have, you know, gotten their support. Yeah. You know, like if he was like really upset at you, he could have like, oh, I'm so upset at Kusi. She did this. this." (laughs) And they could have gone, oh, I'm so bad for you, man. And you know what I mean? I mean, but so anyway, this is extreme behavior on his part cut off friends that he knew before he even met you. That's bizarre. Okay. So let's uh, let's do some work on this. So I want you to see your young self, or, well, younger self, being uh, cut off to this extreme. This is the ultimate cutoff. Yeah. The ultimate cutoff. I want to talk to you, unfriended you on Facebook, 
and stop talking to any mutual friend that you had. And even stop going to places that you, that where there's a remote possibility you could run into. Yeah. Okay. So see your younger self feeling so abandoned by all this. Are you feeling it? Yeah. And so go up to her and ask her how she's feeling. Feeling really sad. Mm-hmm. She's feeling really frightened. What she's frightened of? That somebody could just do this, that they could. Abandon her, leave her alone. Mm-hmm. So afraid of it happening again? Yeah. Um, okay. She wishes that she hadn't had that upset with him because she blames herself. Mm. Okay. Um. There's a loneliness, some loneliness. Mm-hmm. Feels angry too, like, like what the hell? Angry, lonely. Yeah, those are the those are the feelings. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> how does she feel about herself in this situation? Kind of feels. Um, Unworthy. Unworthy? Yeah, she feels like she deserves this, like she did something to deserve this. But she doesn't have the right to speak her truth, you know, because people will leave her. Hmm. feel deserving of forgiveness. Okay. So, um, so we're going to help her with this. Yep. So I'd like you to go ahead and and tap on your cry chop point and hers.
Repeat after me. Well, after she's feeling hurt, I know she's sad. She's also feeling hurt. Yeah. Rejected? Yeah, rejected, yeah. Even though you're so tell her, even though you're feeling so sad, hurt, and rejected. Even though you're feeling so sad, so hurt, and so rejected. <clears throat> and you feel like it's all your fault. You feel like it's all your fault. And that you deserve him cutting you off. And that you deserve him cutting you off. Um, the truth is you're truth is you're a wonderful woman. You're a wonderful woman. And I'm here to help you and you're not alone. I'm here to help you and you're not alone. Good. Even though even though <clears throat> You're so scared to speak your truth. You're so scared to speak your truth. Because you're afraid that you'll be cut off again. You'll be afraid you'll be cut off again. And you're feeling unworthy. You're feeling so unworthy. And that you deserve to be treated this way. And that you deserve to be treated this way. He says you're a beautiful soul. The truth is, you're a beautiful soul. Who has a right to her feelings and truth. Who has a right to her feelings and truth. And I love and care about you. And I love and I care about you. Good. All right, so tapping all the points. Okay. Um... So, let's see. Uh, well, you were involved with this guy, or you're, you've been you've been involved with with Raj. You've been involved with Raj. And there's some stuff that hasn't felt good to you. And there's some stuff that just hasn't felt good to you. And you tried to talk about it with him. You tried to talk about it with him. And tell him how you really felt. And tell him how you really felt. And um, it turned into a fight. It turned into a fight. Which unfortunately happens between couples sometimes. Which happens between couples sometimes. Um, but he got really upset. He got really upset. And you're not sure what upset him to such an extreme degree. You're not sure what upset him to such an extreme degree. You didn't even realize how that he was upset. Um, you didn't even realize he was that upset. Yeah. Until you found out by his behavior. 
So you found out by his behavior. Where he refused to talk to you anymore. Where he refused to talk to you anymore. And he unfriended you on Facebook. He unfriended you on Facebook. And cut off all mutual friends. And cut off all mutual friends. Stop going to any place where you might be. And stop going to any place where you might be. <clears throat> Such an extreme cutoff by him. Such an extreme cutoff by him. Makes you feel so hurt and rejected. Makes you feel so hurt and so rejected. And punished. And punished. As if you had done something just horribly wrong. As if you had done something just horribly wrong. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Terrible. Terrible. He cut you off to such an extreme degree. He cut you off to such an extreme degree. And leave you feeling lonely. Maybe you're feeling lonely. And sad. And sad. And you blame yourself. You blame yourself. You blame yourself. You blame yourself. You feel unworthy. You feel really unworthy. You feel like you deserved it. You feel like you deserve it. Feel it's so upsetting. So upsetting. And you're so scared that it will happen again. And you're so terrified that it will happen again. That if you speak your truth, the other person, uh, some new person would leave too. As if you speak your truth, some new person will leave too. And it's terrifying. And it's terrifying. All this fear. All this fear. Feeling unworthy. Feeling deeply unworthy. All this fear. All this fear. Feeling unworthy. Feeling unworthy. All this fear. All this fear. Feeling so unworthy. Feeling so unworthy. All this fear. All this fear. Feeling like it's your fault. Feeling like it's all 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 your fault. Like it's all your fault. So keep tapping, take a deep belly breath. Check in with your young self now, see what's up there. Like what's what's the worst part of all this for her right now? That it is all her fault and that she deserves she deserves this. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
You feel like this is all your fault and you deserve it. You feel like this is all your fault and you deserve this. You did something terrible. You did something terrible. Unforgivable. Unforgivable. Horrible. Horrible. Worst person on this planet. The worst person on this planet. In fact, you could give Satan's daughter lessons. <laughs> In fact, you can give Satan's daughter lessons. <laughs> In fact, you'd be the head daughter. You'd be the head. <laughs> you'd be the head daughter. Yeah. What you did must have been awfully terrible. What you did must have been awfully terrible. For him to react in such an extreme way. For him to react in such an extreme way. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Must have been the worst thing that one person has ever done to anybody in the history of the human race. Must have been the worst thing someone has ever done in the history of the human race. All right, so keep tapping, take a deep breath, check in with yourself. How does it feel now? Feels lighter. Mm. So, okay, keep tapping. Um, you ended up feeling like you must have done something terrible. You ended up feeling like you must have done something terrible. Because his reaction was so extreme. Because his reaction was so extreme. On the other hand, his reaction was so extreme. On the other hand, his reaction was so extreme. To the point that it doesn't seem normal. To the point that it doesn't seem normal. In fact, it's not normal. In fact, it's not normal. What if... What if... What you did wasn't that bad? What if you... What if what you did wasn't that bad? What if it was just two people being upset fighting? What if it was just two people being upset fighting? Like it happens in any couple. It happens in any couple. Even happily married ones. Even happily married ones. Can get upset and fight with each other. Can get upset and can fight with each other. What if... What if... Something specific about the fight... What if something specific about the fight... Just triggered him out of his gourd. Just triggered him out of his gourd. Triggered some deep childhood wound. Triggered some deep childhood wound. Which caused him to act in this extreme way. Which caused him to act in this extreme way. Because it was awfully extreme. Because it was awfully extreme. It was not normal. It was not normal. In fact, it was kind of bizarre. Kind of bizarre. Very not normal. 
Very not normal. How does that feel? Feels more balanced. Mm-hmm. By the way, what I'm saying is what I truly, truly believe. His behavior was so extreme that it must have triggered something big. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Okay. Um, so let's check in with her now as you keep tapping. Where is she at? Strangely, there's a sense of power, um, mm-hmm. and maybe it's ego. I don't know what it is, but it's like, it's like okay. I mean, he reacted like this, but but he must have liked me. Like, like there must have been some connection there in order for it to have been for him to have had a profound reaction, and so. I am, I am a meaningful person. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I, I am, I am a worthy person. Yep. That's right. You must have, yeah. You had to have meant something to him for him to get so triggered. Yes. Now the trigger itself had nothing to do with you. Right. The trigger was from his childhood, and somehow whatever got. You know, discussed during this argument and the fight um, somehow triggered this old, deep, painful wound for him so that yep. he just freaked. Yep. Because, you know, even if, you know, let's say you have a big fight and things are said in the fight that made one person realize that, you know what, I don't think it's going to work to be, you know, in relation with this other person. You just say that. <laughs> you know, right. like, you know what, I don't, think, I don't think we're working out. I don't think it's working and uh, you know, I need to I need to end this. Um, but they don't go around cutting off every single possible thread of connection, right? Right. They're not going to abandon their friends. They're not going to like go to all these extreme measures. Yes. They're just going to go. You know, I, this is not working. Yeah, yep. it, it wouldn't be that extreme. So this is this is a big extreme thing for him. Yep. It had absolutely nothing to do with you. Yep. Okay. So is there something that, ask her if there's something that she wants to tell him. Tell him? Yeah. Yeah. Can I say it? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Okay. Raj, I'm so sorry that you cut me off like this. I have a right to speak how I'm feeling. And it may not have come out in the best way, but I did the best I could at that time. And I just wanted to, I think, talk it through with you. I didn't mean to anger you like this. And I don't deserve to be treated like this. 
Did you even anger him? See, that's the thing. You're yeah. still taking credit for his emotions. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Each person is responsible for their own emotions. Yeah. So let me let me point something out. This is super yeah. important. See, when we do something and the other person has an emotional response, whether it's anger or hurt or whatever, we tend to think of ourselves as having caused that emotion. I made him angry. I made her, made her or him feel hurt. Right? Mm-hmm. The reason why that's not true is because if you had actually made the person feel that way, that means if you said or did the same thing to 10 different people, they would all have the same emotional response. Right? Yeah. But what you'll notice is that if you did the same thing to 10 different people, you'd get a whole, a whole wide range of emotional responses. Mm-hmm. Some of them would get mad. Some of them would feel hurt. Some of them would feel scared. Some of them would feel shame. Right? Yeah. And some of them would feel fine. <laughs> they wouldn't have any negative emotional reaction. So if there's such a wide range of possible emotional responses, then who's causing this emotional reaction? The person themselves. It's coming from them. It's coming from them, right. It's coming from their own history. It's coming from their own belief system. It's coming from the way they're perceiving the situation. It's not that the person doing what they're doing is doing it to them, right? Yeah. Um, I used to struggle with that. I, I used to always think that I caused, you know, everything that happened with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And it took my therapist to really help me understand that wasn't the case. Right. And that when if I if a girlfriend or now my wife has a reaction to something, but instead of taking it personally and thinking that oh 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 my god I I made her feel this way, is to instead just simply care that she's feeling the way she's feeling and be interested as to why, and uh, you know just be open and and present with her, mm-hmm. like oh you're feeling really hurt I'm sorry like, tell me more about that. See what I mean? Yeah. I'm not, when I say I'm sorry, even there, I'm not saying I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry mm-hmm. that you're feeling hurt. Right. You see the difference? Yeah. So I care that you're feeling hurt, but I don't feel like I caused it. Like, ah, something got triggered that you feel hurt. So I care that you're hurt. I'm sorry that you're hurt. And I'm very interested in hearing about it. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. See the difference? Yeah, I do. And the funny thing is that the adult self, my adult self knows that, um, but it, it's a, it's sort of a, a, because we're going into this childhood place, I'm still sort of absorbing um, or, or taking responsibility for how other people feel. And that's how children respond, right? They Well, little kids think they are, that everything's about them. Yeah. If a parent treats them painfully, they feel like, oh, I must have, I must deserve this. I must have done mm-hmm. something wrong, which is what you were saying. I deserve right. this. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So tell him, so say to him something like this, if it works for you. Say, um, I know that I don't deserve to be cut off in the way you're cutting me off. And I'm sad that you're feeling so bad that you have that you feel a need to do that. I know that I don't deserve 
to be cut off the way that you're cutting me off. And I feel sad that you feel so sad. And I'm sad that you feel sad. So sad. Actually, we don't we don't know yeah mm-hmm. yeah, we don't know what he's feeling. So I'm just gonna right. say I'm, I'm sad that you're feeling so much pain. Okay. Right? There's yeah. gotta be some pain thing. Yep. That you feel a need to come the opposite way. Okay. I'm sorry for you. Sorry I'm that sorry. Right. I'm sorry that you're feeling so much pain that you feel the need to cut me off the way that you have. So notice where the energy is now. Yeah. Instead of feeling like a hurt little kid that, oh my God, I did something terrible and I'm being punished by him cutting me off. It's the other way around. Yeah. I feel sad. I feel compassion for you that you're in such pain that you feel that you're taking such an extreme action. You feel like you need to do such an extreme thing. I feel compassion for you. You must be in a lot of pain. Yeah. I'm going to say it. I feel compassion for you that you must be in so much pain to cut me off like this. Can we, can we sort of close it out and say... Um, well, how would you like to close it out? Yeah. I wish you the best. And I hope that you find the healing that you deserve. But I am happily focused on my own life now. I'm moving forward. And that's sort of how I would let it go. How does that feel? It feels um, more empowering, like I'm not a victim in this. Mm -hmm. But that I'm also taking with me um, my supportive self, like my compassionate self. Mm -hmm. And letting go of somebody who just needs to be at a certain place in their life. How's that feel? Yeah. Feels good. Excelente. Yeah. Feels good. Have you gotten to a point where in in times of um conflict in your 
close relationships, even your inner child is is sort of in sync with your adult self in terms of not taking responsibility for somebody's feelings? Sure. I mean, it can go both ways, you know. It's, mm-hmm. You have to do a lot of work to yeah. just constantly stay centered. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm married now with my wife, and we're both therapists, we, and we can mm-hmm. both lose it. We can both lose it still. <laughs> <laughs> and we get into some big fight, and then we separate for a while. And then, and then we'll come back together, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I, there's times when it depends on who gets triggered first sometimes. You know, it's like if, if, I'm, if something happens that triggers me, then I'm kind of triggered, you know. The definition mm-hmm. of being triggered is you're in your wounded inner child, right? Mm-hmm. So when I get triggered, I'm triggered. And it's, oh, well, <laughs> there it goes. Yeah. We're off and running, right? So um, it's, it's not that you'll never be triggered again. It's just finding a way to, to manage it in a healthy way in yeah. relationship. So one of the things that I, you know, I've noticed over the years of you know, working on all this stuff is that I don't get triggered as easily as I used to. Uh-huh. I can still get triggered, but it's harder to trigger me, but I can still get triggered. So I don't get triggered as easily, and I recover faster. Mm-hmm. Right? So I don't stay in a triggered place for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I might be over, I might be done, in, you know, within 20 minutes later or something like that. You know, just taking a break. Um, but having said that, I've also stayed triggered for hours. <laughs> you know? It still happens. It still happens. Mm-hmm. But the difference is, is that I don't, I, you know, I know what's going on. I know that, oh, okay, I'm triggered. You know, so I'm not as blaming of the other person. That's the other change. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, I recognize that, okay, I'm triggered. You know, she seems like the enemy right now, but actually it's my own trigger. <laughs> yeah. Right, so. So it's, uh, and then sometimes when she's triggered and expresses something to me, you know, if I'm not in the best place, her her being triggered will get me triggered, right? Mm-hmm. It trigger each other. It was very common for couples. When one of them gets triggered and then says or does something in such a way that it triggers the other person. Mm-hmm. But other times, you know, she'll be triggered and say something or do something, and I, I won't get triggered. I'll just stay present. And it's like, okay. And, yeah, I mean, it all gets better. And it's never... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good work. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. So we're on for next week. Okay. Next week is going to be a personal or business. Um, my intention is to make it business. Okay. We'll see. We'll see how far I get. Um, and if I think I'm still struggling with the three questions, we'll make it. We'll make the business session helping me to define the three questions that you posed. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks. Bye-bye.